This is the First Downs with Dave podcast. It's time for the kickoff. Let's play some football. Certainly take their football seriously, don't they? A few points will excuse us. We'll run along and play another football. Let the games begin. Hey, everybody. This is episode nine of the First Downs with Dave podcast. I'm by myself. That's not going to stop anything. So without further ado, I'm going to get right into it. Uh, this past weekend, I went up to Walsh to go play against them. I went to the Hall of Fame that Friday. I've been there for the third time. It was pretty cool to see some new stuff, but I mean, after a while, you get used to it. And then we go out there Saturday morning, early game, and then we just start out a little slow. Uh, they jump on us quick, then we kind of bounce back and get into it and make it kind of a game again. B made a crazy catch on a touchdown pass to bring us into seven, and then they go into half up 14, but we get ball at half. We take 10 minutes of the clock in the second half on the first drive. And then it only ends up in three. They took a touchdown away from me. Uh, that kind of hurts, really, for the team's sake, because that would have changed everything. We had all the momentum. Would have been down seven. Defense could stop. We get the ball back. We probably go score again and tie it up. Uh, but they overturned. They say I didn't have possession, but I had possession. So, I mean, can't have everything. Uh, then from then on, we had to settle for three. And then they kind of jump back on the skin. They finish it out. They got their first one of the season. They played a. Uh, they played. They played. They wanted it more than us. I can't say nothing else besides that. So now we got to focus on Tiffin. It's here night. Before fumbles of the. Goes to the GMAC referees this week. This is the second time in a row that I've played a game. I've gotten a catch taken away against Finley. Last time I played against, uh, last time I played before this week was against Finley. It took a sideline catch away from me that I had two feet in. They said I didn't control the ball again. And then this week they took a touchdown away from me. So, I mean, nobody's perfect. I'm just joking. It's all uh, just for fun, but it kind of hurts, honestly, because they could change the game, both both catches, honestly. Uh, now I'm going to get into my picks. Last week I went 3-0 in the NFL and 2-1 in the college football. Like I said, I don't want to say I'm getting hot, but, you know, I'm getting hot. Kansas State blew Oklahoma State out. That's what kind of messed me up from going 6-0. Uh, this week's picks, I got the 6-1 Vikings taking on the 4-4 Commanders who just came off a crazy win in Indy to make it three straight wins to make the East look scary. Uh, then I got the 3-4 Rams against the 3-5 Buccaneers in Tampa who's coming off a third straight loss. I don't know what's going on in there. Two teams that are struggling that were really good last year. And then I got the Seahawks who are 5-3 and three at Arizona, S3-5. Um, this is going to be an interesting game. But starting off with the Vikings game, I feel like the Vikings are going to win. The Commanders are hot right now, though. But the Vikings are 6-1, and one, and they just picked up T.J. Hawkinson. So uh, we're going to have to watch that game closely. But I think uh, Minnesota's going to go on the road and handle business. Then the Rams are going down to Tampa. Uh, a big flight to take on a team. That's, both teams are struggling. You know, um, They're kind of on their hangovers. They're both getting older. There's obvious holes in their teams. And neither team can really make a push right now. Neither team has made a push to get anything on the trade deadline either. So that's really hurting both of them. Um, the, Ram, the Rams tried to get Brian Burns. They offered two firsts to Carolina, but they didn't accept it. So uh, it looked like they're not about to have anybody uh, on the deadline, which they usually make at least one move before the deadline. And then the Bucks are just old, depleted, you know. But honestly, I'm probably going to have to go with Cooper Cup and Rams. I feel like Aaron Donald's going to have a good game. The Bucks are just all over the place. They're old. They can't They can't finish. They're just all over the place. They can't stop the run. The Ram, Ravens went up there and ran the ball, but the Rams can't run the ball. But I'm going to go with Cooper Cup and the Rams. I feel like McVay's going to find a way to win. And then that drops the Bucks at 3-6. and That will be bad for Brady. Then uh, to cap off the NFL, I got the Viking. I got the Cardinals, I'm sorry. I got the Seahawks against the Cardinals. Uh, the Seahawks looking really good, 5-3. and Carl just came off a tough loss to Minnesota and Minnesota. Uh, I feel like the Seahawks are going to go in there and handle business and sweep the uh, Cardinals for the first time in a while. Uh, the Cardinals are looking hot. D-Hop's back. They used my guy Rondell this week. 
He had a good game. I think he had seven for 92 and a touchdown. So if they start using him more now that Hollywood's out, then they might have another toy over there in Arizona for um, my guy Kyler and uh, Cliff. Now I'm going to get over into college. Number five, Clemson goes up to Notre Dame. Um, I think that's going to be a pretty tough and tricky game, a little trap game for them. Number six, Bama goes to number 15, LSU, Death Valley. That's going to be a crazy game, but that's not even the best game of the week. Number three, Tennessee goes to number one, Georgia, to decide who goes to Atlanta to go play the winner. Really, these these two SEC games decide who plays each other in the SEC championship, in my opinion. Uh, start off with Clemson. I think Clemson, I don't, I don't know. Like They're like fifth in the nation, but they're not a tier one team to me right now. Uh, I just feel like they're not capable of winning uh, convincingly against teams that should be easily be beaten. Uh, I feel like DJ, the quarterback situation is really holding him back. No weapons on the perimeter against real talent. The defense is playing decent, but we got some of this real offense. I feel like they play Ohio State or Georgia, Tennessee. They're just going off the floor. Even Michigan, uh, I think they'll off the floor, and I think Bama will find a way to win against them, though. Uh, but, yeah, I think they, they should squeak out against Notre Dame. I'm going to give them benefit doubt. But if Notre Dame upsets them, I think it would be not surprising to me and my friends that I talk to about football all the time. Now we're going to switch over into Bama at LSU, 6 o'clock in Death Valley. Um, Bama just came off a win against Mississippi State in an even blowout. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, you look at the stat sheet, the, the stats are even, and Bama won 30-6. It's kind of like, honestly, us. We control most of the stat sheet. Like, we always earn time possession, passing yards, rushing yards, but we just make one or two mistakes, and then it shoots us in the foot, so it looks like, the game was a blowout when we really were right there for most of the game. Uh, but Bama, yeah, come off a, a nice little win. And then LSU, who's looking really hot right now. Uh, nobody wants to play LSU at LSU right now at night. But I think Alabama will come out on top, I hope, as a Bama guy. You know, a Bama fan. Um, they got Bryce Young. I feel like Bryce is going to figure it out and find a way to get Bama out of there with the win. So I'm going to go with Bryce and the boys of Bama. And then the last game, the most crucial game of the week, number ten, number three, Tennessee at number one, Georgia. Uh, Georgia's averaging 50 points a game, literally. That's insane. Like, for people that, like, really know the game of football and, like, are in that type of game, like, it's, it's getting so spaced out now, so it's where it's gotten easier, but still, 50 points a game is insane. Uh, but they're going to go at Georgia. I feel like that's going to be a very, very good game. I feel like it can get physical. And Georgia can just start to run the ball on them. But if they keep it up tempo, Tennessee can just go out there and make it a track meet, which I think they need to. Um, make it a track meet. They don't want to slow it down and make a methodical game. They need to pressure Stetson Bennett and make him make a lot of sense. He's an older guy now. But I feel like if you put pressure on him and get the ball out quick, that's their best bet. Instead of letting them just pick you apart and get the ball out to their guys in space because they got Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington. You know, they always got running backs and they got a big receiver somewhere. So it's like, you just want to get that ball out of his hands quick and not uh, comfortable. There's a, there's a difference between getting it out quick and comfortable and on time, and there's a difference between getting the ball out quick and not on time. And you want to get him the ball. You want him to have the ball out, not on time, and quick. So um, ultimately, this is tough. I think Georgia's going to find a way to win. Tennessee's going to put on an absolute show, though. So if they win, they're not coming to me. This is going to be a tough week in college for me. Uh, all the games are good, and then, the NFL is just kind of pick your poison if you want to. Not too many crazy games in the NFL. But, yeah, those are my picks for this week. Don't bet up with them. Uh, wouldn't advise that. But, yeah, those are my picks for the week. Now we're going to hop back into the NFL. Uh, the Bills 
show why they're the best team in the NFL to me. Sunday against a good Packers defense, in my opinion, they're a solid Packers defense. Uh, they can make plays. They got Jair out there. He was looking back like he was back to his old self. Um, but, yeah, they handled, like, they were, like, always in control. They were giving me a Chiefs type of vibe. Like, they're better than the Chiefs on paper, but I feel like the Chiefs are just always, like, steady. Like, they can go down 14, pass steady. Uh, I think the Bills are starting to get in that area now. Like, they go out there and they're just dominating teams. Like, they were always in control of that game offensively easy. Like, whenever Josh was out there, after the first three and out, four or five straight scoring drops. So, it's like, uh, it's hard to beat that type of team. They're about to get healthy again. They're about to get Trey White back. He'll probably be back in the next two weeks, two to three weeks, which is huge. And they already got a good secondary. The young uh, rookie, Dane Jackson, he's playing good as a guy that has to step up and play a big crucial role. So, it's like, Nobody wants to go to Buffalo. You don't want to go to Buffalo because they can come to you and it's going to be a tough game. But if they go, to, if you go up there in Buffalo, they get a few stops. It can get ugly up there quick. Diggs scored again. I mean, I don't know why he gets one-on-one coverage weekly. But if it's not Jair, why is he getting guarded one-on-one that week in Green Bay? I guess Green Bay, honestly, I don't know why they did that. But, uh, yeah, I think that he's easily the best receiver in football right now. Weekly, 100 yards and touchdown every week. And then, yeah, that's the Bills. The Bills are handling their business. Miami put on a show in Detroit. Tyreek Hill's on pace to break the receiving record, yards record, which is crazy because Cooper Cup got close last year. But he's like almost 200 yards ahead of everybody right now going into week nine with like, I think, 900 yards. Don't know me too. Like, I think at eight or 900 yards, which is crazy to think about. He's easily on pace. He's, he might, he, he probably will break the record this year. Uh, but they're putting on a show too. It's looking good. Miami's looking good. And they just got Bradley Chubb for a first rounder. Now they can bring more pressure because they like to send a lot of blitzes in Miami. It was an aggressive defense, even when top, uh, not top Bowles, uh, Brian Flores was down there last year. They were always a, a, a aggressive defense. So now another edge rusher to, to make it more uncomfortable for that quarterback is going to be crucial. Uh, but yeah, they're putting on a show down there in Miami. Ravens grabbed Roquan Smith from the Bears for a second round pick, if I'm not mistaken. Um, a third and fifth, one of the two. I don't like that trade for the long term because he's. He needs to get paid next year. He's wanting to get paid next year. But you got a guy that's easily a top five quarterback in the NFL right now. And this is the only reason why you're even the number one seed in your division right now. Uh, so it's like you got to pay Lamar or you let Lamar walk. Roquan's a great player, but priorities are not in order over there in Baltimore, in my opinion, for the long term. Because now that's two guys you got to pay. Because Roquan is a great addition. He makes our defense another level. He cleans up the run game a little bit. Great in coverage compared to Patrick Queen. So it's like um, you just really just need to figure that out for Baltimore over there. I don't know what they're doing, but they, they know more than me, I guess. Um, the Titans are 5-2, quietly 5-2. Derrick Henry's, I think, the number one leading rusher. So again, I think that's going to be yearly. Um, they're winning. They're playing good ball. They got Kansas City this week, so we'll see what they're talking about. But they're looking good. I might just really start looking at that AFC. I mean, the AFC South's just been so bad to where it's like I don't even care about it. But the, the Titans might have to come out. And, and, and really made me a believer this week against Kansas City. Um, now I'll switch over to the West. AC West, the Raiders did not cross the 50-yard line until the fourth quarter with three minutes left. As an offense, three and outs is one thing. You know, uh, getting in the red zone and getting stalled out is one thing. You know, you're moving the ball at least if you're doing that. But not crossing midfield until three minutes left in the fourth quarter in an NFL game is absolutely insane. You have... Devontae Adams had one catch on five targets for three yards. The Rams, the Ra- not the Rams, sorry. The Saints had him locked up. I don't know what was going on. 
Uh, McDaniel's. I don't know what's going on with him. McCarr. They, they need a line. Uh, I don't know. It's bad over there. The pack. I don't think honestly, the Packers probably won the trade just based off the picks, but they're both struggling right now. So it's like, who really won that trade? Their red trade. They're better off just leaving each other alone, honestly. But the Raiders might be cooked. dot com. That's what I like to say. Uh, the Cowboys hitting their stride. I mean, they blew up the Bears. You know, the Bears are still pieces away from being a decent team, but Fields is showing great progression weekly. Uh, but no, I mean, nobody wants to play Dallas unless you're in the NFC. Unless you, unless you're San Francisco, who I think can play anybody in the NFC and not like really worry. You don't want to play Dallas if you're a team that doesn't have an elite quarterback. Uh, I feel like the Michael Parsons is showing out. Diggs is back in the back end. And then Dak's back. I don't. I'm not a big Dak guy, but in the NFC, how many other guys can you pick? You know, with a great defense and a and a, a decent, a nice running game. Pollard had a great game. Uh, so I mean, you know, Dallas might be a team to worry about. You know, I mean, they are a team to worry about. Like, but yeah, they might have a chance to make it to the NFC championship. Uh, the Eagles dominate Pittsburgh. AJ Brown three touchdowns, going absolutely insane. Uh, they routed the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are just awful organization was right now in my opinion uh but the eagles yeah looking pretty good hitting all cylinders i think hurts this is the year hurts can prove that like he can silence every doubter right now that i'm an official elite quarterback that can win a super bowl or take my team deep in the playoffs i think once the teams the guys see that like him beating guys with his arm and his in his brain i think he'll officially be that guy i mean i think he has a chance to but i think like me and the other football heads really just need to see a few more crucial games and then but that's a great Pittsburgh's defense. That's a great Pittsburgh Steelers defense. They don't have Watt, but that's a good defense to, to make plays against, which they did. Commanders three in a row, making the East look like a crazy division now. Nobody would thought the NFC East was this good. Nobody had this team, uh, these teams thinking they were going to be good besides probably Philly and, and Dallas. That's about it. Philly and Dallas were it. New York, they're shocking everybody. They're, they're second in the division. Dallas is hitting their stride, and now the Commanders are 4-4. Four four, three straight wins, Heineke. In the ball to Terry McLaurin. McLaurin makes a crazy catch over Gilmore to win the game, to really seal him up, set him up for a game winning touchdown in Indy, in the city. He says, this is my city. Uh, so, like, it's kind of crazy to think about the NFC East being probably, on paper, like on record wise, the best division in football. Uh, that's kind of crazy to think about. The Vikings are 6 and 1, and then they went in the division to go grab a top 10 tight end, really a top 7, 8, 6 tight end, because there's not too many elite tight ends, and grab TJ Hawkinson. Now they have another piece for Kirk to work with now to take a little bit more pressure off of Jefferson. You know, Thielen can probably start heating back up, hopefully, for them. And then Dalvin Cook in the run game can keep the whole team balanced offensively. The defense is starting to make plays. Darius Smith's starting to make plays. Um, hopefully they can make a few more plays defensively. I would have made one more move on defense. I would have grabbed another corner. But, I mean, I think they're, they know what they're doing. They got a great pick. They got a great trade, Hawkins. They might have won that trade, honestly. I think they did. Uh, he's a great tight end, a great piece. Kirk's going to find him. So, yeah, I think the Vikings are somebody you don't want to play either if they're hitting on their, if they're hitting at all cylinders in the NFC. Packers, four straight L's. Uh, man, I don't even know what to say. They're just not it, you know. I mean, no, nobody is scared of them on the perimeter. Their best player outside of Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Jones. I think they need to start using him like Kamara. Uh, he has to be the guy that just needs 20 touches a game in the pass game, in the run game. Uh, like, I mean, there's nobody out there. Lazard was out. I mean, Lazard is their best option when he's there. 
but even when he's there, it's like nobody still fears them on the perimeter. So it's like they're still pieces away, I think. Rodgers, they're better off just trading Rodgers and Devontae and just completely rebuilding with more picks and letting Love be the guy. I'm I'm sending Aaron Rodgers somewhere if I'm Green Bay, honestly. Like, not saying that he's not the guy. He's still good, but they're not they're not a championship offense right now. Defensively, they can win the games, but offensively nobody's worried about them. I think that was that's what changed the Bills. That's what was, that's why the Bills game was just so like easy for the the Bills just cuz like they knew their their defense would get stops like they're a good running offense now, but on the perimeter, you're not scaring me if I'm a DC going against the Packers. Bears get filled. The Bears got Justin Fields a weapon of some sort finally. Uh, Chase Claypool, second-round pick. I'll take it if I'm Justin Fields. Now we still got our first pick next year. If we still losing, we can go grab JSN or Jordan Addison, and then we can really start to make strides as an offense. But that's a great pick. That's a great addition for them now. It makes Mooney a two because Mooney's really a receiver three to me, a great receiver three. He can be a decent number two, but on a championship team, he's a receiver three. And then Claypool's really a receiver two, but with receiver one potential if he really elevates his game to another level which he can now that he has to not to share the ball much. Now he's going to get targeted about nine times a game, not ten times a game probably. Uh, he's going to be a Phil's uh, security blanket. So Bears, is, I mean, they're making they're making moves. They're winning games. I can't I can't hate it. Fields is showing great progression and is, you know, and is, is being an NFL quarterback. So, I mean, I really can't say nothing too bad about Chicago at the moment. You know, they got rid of a guy that wanted a contract and Roquan. I mean, they didn't want to pay him, so, I mean, you got to get rid of him. got to pick out of him. So, yeah, the Bears, man, looking – not terrible, like not good, but, you know, a little weird gray area team, you know. Uh, the Falcons are controlling the NFC South. I repeat, the Falcons are controlling the NFC South. Shout out to my guy Jay and that Dirty boy, that dirty Bird lover, Cam. The boys in the A showing out for you. Uh, they beat Carolina. P.J. Walker throws an insane cross by, like turns his hips, rolls to the left. His weak side turns his hips 70 yards, close 70 yards in the air. D.J. Moore catches it. Takes Sam off before the timeout, uh, before the uh, he gets to the sideline, they throw a penalty, they miss the field goal, go to overtime, and then Atlanta wins it. But man, the Falcons are four and four. I mean, I think they're four and four. I think if I'm not mistaken, but they're leading the division in a nasty division. The, the Bucks aren't hit. The Bucks are terrible. The Saints are terrible when they beat the Carolina Panthers. So if the Falcons make the playoffs, whoever gets them is going to be really happy. I mean, they're a solid team, but. A five or six seed, like a Dallas at five, or even a Philly at five. You know, um, maybe if the Rams get a few few guys on that team, Rams at a five seed. You know, uh, nobody will see that. Even a, a Seattle going to Seattle or San Francisco. Uh, but I mean, NFC South's just not it this year. Falcons, they'll keep doing what you're doing. I think you guys are still a quarter. You need to go get a quarterback. But I mean, hey, you're winning, you're winning. Uh, CMC put on an absolute show in LA. Uh, before I got to work, he had I think he had one touchdown, and then as I was at work, he threw a touchdown. I think he caught a touchdown. So it's like he was just sitting hand got a guy, another another toy, a, a elite guy. You know, um, you have Debo who didn't play, which is crazy that they just handed handled uh, for the Rams. I mean, the Rams aren't that good this year, but like still, it's a divisional game. I'm gonna keep it close. You think you're gonna keep it close, but. They controlled it. Jimmy G still showed the signs of him not being a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But if there is any year to come out of the NFC again, it's this year for San Francisco. He just has to make his throws when he needs to. And then he'll be right back in the Super Bowl. He'll be right in Arizona going against probably 
have Mahomes again or Josh Allen, you know. So, yeah, the, the, the 49ers are easily the team to beat to me, honestly. Right now, before the deadline is officially over for the NFC. Seattle's looking serious, though. Uh, staying in the NFC West right now, they're looking really serious. Uh, they're just a team that, you know, they're playing good ball, playing a cover three. They got good corners. They got Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati. Then they got Tariq Woolen, uh, who's a 6'4", 4'3", corner. He runs a six, he's a 6'4", corner that runs a 4'3". Like, what? How? You know, so it's like, they're, they're, they're a nasty team. Geno's playing good ball. DK, you got Lockett, you know, so they're playing good ball right now. They got Kenneth Walker, who's a great pickup for them after Chris Carson had to retire. Uh, that's just a great pickup for them. Now, no one wants to play Seattle. D-Hop is back. Top five to me? No. But D-Hop is back. Uh, he had a crazy one-handed catch against uh, Minnesota Sunday. He had, I think, 12 touches for like 125, 50? 125-plus, maybe 150. Don't don't know me on that, but it was at least 125. And then a touchdown, um, you know, he was showing out. He had 15 targets. They're going to feed him over there in Arizona. There's one thing about Cliff. He's going to make sure 10 gets that ball, you know. Him and one are going to make sure 10 gets that ball. Kyler Murray, they're going to get him that ball. So they're looking decent. Three and five. There's still a chance. There's a lot of NFC is just so just everywhere, just sloppy. Like there's not nothing's put together. There's not seven legit teams in NFC. If I had to go down and make a list of seven legit NFC teams, I couldn't give you seven legit, maybe four to five max. So those last three, two to three spots are open. If the Cardinals can turn around, they'll get Marquis Hollywood Brown back soon. Um, again, talk about my guy Rondell had a good game. Got Ertz over there. They got weapons. They just need to fully use the weapons. So Cardinals could be a team. Trade deadline was pretty crazy this year. Um, teams that lost in the trade deadline to me, the Rams, uh, easily number one, just because they didn't get anybody. Like I would have the Ravens at one, but they got Rocco Smith. So it's like for this season, they they're they're better. The Rams got literally nobody. They're missing pieces everywhere they need an o-line they need another receiver and they need another edge rusher you know i feel like priority wise for them you got to go get another o-lineman or d-lineman automatically like you have to just throw the house at carolina if i was them the trade deadline is officially over so um yeah i don't think they got anybody so that's kind of crazy uh so they're kind of easily the worst team the lose the biggest loser of the trade deadline for me uh then the ravens are number two I mean, Lamar has no help over there. They're one-dimensional still. Uh, Bateman isn't the guy that they thought he was going to be so far because of injuries. He has the potential, but right now, I think he's I think he's still need another year of being number two option outside. Like, I mean, you know, Mark Andrews is the number one option on the team, but, like, he needed to be basically the number three option again. Uh, I think I would have kept Hollywood, honestly. He's starting to look really good. I think it's the system, though. But Duvernay, actually, actually, sorry. Devin DuVernay has been playing great football for the Ravens. He's been their guy over there, him and Andrews in their run game. That's how they win their games now. DuVernay, Andrews in the past game, and then running the ball. So it's like, I mean, one more weapon there, and Lamar is probably cooking like a legit receiver one. Like how the A.J. Brown, the Eagles got A.J. Brown to go to the Eagles. They got that trade for him, like Diggs, the Bills. They need to make that type of trade for Lamar Jackson if they're going to want to actually win the Super Bowl. But, yeah, that's my trade deadline. Kind of talking now. I'm going to loop it back around, come full circle, talk about senior night. 
Um, it's kind of crazy how I felt like I just got here. Now I'm about to be walking out with my mom, my dad, and my aunt, my uncle, and my brother, and my granny. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Uh, shout out to those those six people. They came to all my games, home games, no matter what. So I appreciate them. And I'm having so many people come into town. My guys, uh, Marcus, uh, Trey, Josiah. Then I got Lauren, Natalie. Uh, people that, like, you know, like, really, like, care for me. So it's, like, really cool that they're going to come see me play for my last time uh, at home. So it's a pretty cool experience. Uh, hopefully we can get a win against a great Tiffany team. I've been watching a lot of film with them. watched so much film with them so far. Uh, they're they're a nice team to watch on film. Uh, they're a disciplined team, physical, athletic. They're kind of like the team you'd want. They're still missing a few pieces if I like had to break them down that we can exploit uh, on both sides of the ball. Like every team's not perfect, but they're a really good team. So, uh, that being said, my head out of here, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, this Saturday, senior night, 4 p.m. If you can make it, we appreciate it. Uh, all the support this season. Uh, let's do it one more last time as uh, this year is coming to an end. With that being said, I appreciate you guys. I'm out.